seriously popular. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lucy Letby is accused of the murder of seven babies and the attempted murder of ten others. While she was working on the neonatal unit at the Countess of Chester Hospital. Letby denies all of the charges over the incidents. Lucy Letby was the only person working on the night shift. It was alleged in court that their mother was apparently told by Miss Letby, trust me, I'm a nurse. This is a podcast about one of the most anticipated criminal trials for years. It involves the most shocking of allegations, the alleged murders and attempted murders of tiny, premature babies at the hands of a neonatal nurse whose very job it was to look after them. Lucy Letby is on trial at Manchester Crown Court, accused of killing seven infants and injuring ten more at the Countess of Chester Hospital in Cheshire. In total, there are 22 charges, all of which she denies. I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail, I will be in court to report on the case as it develops. And I'm Caroline Cheatham, a broadcast journalist. Every week on this podcast, we'll examine what's happened and bring you the details behind the headlines. This is the trial of Lucy Letby. The case against Lucy Letby is that she murdered or tried to kill 17 babies while she was working as a neonatal nurse at the Countess of Chester Hospital in the northwest of England. She denies the charges. The babies in this trial are not being named for legal reasons, and the identities of their families are also being protected. They're known only as babies A to Q. Seven of the babies died. Ten survived. Each one of these babies was or is someone's son or daughter and the mums, dads and families of every baby are present in court, listening to every detail of how their child was allegedly killed or harmed. We'll be bringing you that detail as the jury is hearing it from the prosecution and defence. We're getting behind the headlines to explain far more than the news reports you'll be reading, watching and listening to. And the importance of a fair trial is paramount, so we won't be getting into anything in this podcast that the jury have not been told, because they are the 12 people who have to decide the outcome of this case. The jury's hearing about each baby in turn, and they've been told 17 babies were allegedly killed or harmed by Lucy Letby between June 2015 and June 2016. Today, we'll reveal the moment Lucy Letby was asked not to come in for her night shift at the hospital after the collapse of the final baby in this case, 
Baby Q. Shortly afterwards, she was moved from frontline duties into the patient experience team. Then she started a three-month secondment in the Risk and Patient Safety Office before taking out a grievance against the hospital. Welcome to episode 28, Off the Ward. Liz, it's good to have you back. Kim did a really sterling job in your absence. I'm wondering, did you listen while you were away? Yes, of course I listened in Caroline while I was away and Kim did a great job, I thought. He'll be back at the end of the trial to talk to us again and I've kept up with what's going on in court as well. And of course the main focus was on baby Q, who we know was the final baby allegedly harmed in this case. We heard in episode 27 that baby Q collapsed in June 2016 after water or saline and also air were allegedly injected into his tummy by Lucy Letby. Before the Easter break, the prosecution finished outlining its case and they started explaining that it was after this alleged attack that Lucy Letby was removed from the ward. The jury were shown dozens of text messages and a number of emails which we'll focus on today. In these exchanges, it's clear that Lucy Letby was initially asked not to come in for her night shift on June the 27th. Then she was asked to move to day shifts before being moved off the ward completely to do an office job. But she wasn't told at that stage exactly why she was being moved. All right, so let's get into the detail of what the court was told, Liz. And this all starts on June the 27th, 2016, which is just two days after the collapse of Baby Q. By this point, suspicions had been building amongst consultants on the ward about the number of collapses and unexpected deaths of babies on the unit. Dr John Gibbs, Dr Stephen Breary and Dr Ravi Jayram had all voiced their concerns. Dr Jayram told the court he was uncomfortable leaving Lucy Letby alone with a baby. Dr Breary asked a doctor from another hospital to carry out an independent review. The deaths of baby O and baby P, who were two of three triplets were then described as a tipping point, and Dr Breary asked for Lucy Letby to be removed from the unit, a request which he said was initially refused by hospital managers, and then baby Q collapsed, which prompted Dr Gibbs to ask which nurse had been looking after him. So all this seemed to be the catalyst for what happened next. Lucy Letby had been working a day shift on June the 25th when baby Q collapsed and she was next due to be on duty for a night shift on June the 27th. She tended to arrive for her shift around 7pm but shortly before 6pm she received a call from the neonatal unit manager, Arian Powell, who asked her not to come in. What we're going to hear now is a series of WhatsApp messages between Lucy Letby and another nurse who we can't name for legal reasons from about 5.41pm that day. The messages have been voiced by actors and begin with Lucy Letby. He just phoned, telling me to do days this week and not go in tonight, as trying to protect me. Sad face emoji. What's that mean? I don't know. Asked if there was a problem and she said no, just trying to protect me, as had a difficult run just before holidays. Less people on nights, etc. And we can have a chat, etc. tomorrow. But I'm worried I'm in trouble or something. Don't worry. How can you be in trouble? You haven't done anything wrong. Just very unfortunate. I know, but worrying in case they think I missed something or whatever. 
Why leave it till now to ring? It is very late, I agree. Maybe she's getting pressure from elsewhere. She said it's busy, so more support for me on days and can look at paperwork bits, etc. She was nice enough. I just worry. This job messes with your head. Yeah, it does. Do you want to come over after? Yeah, maybe. Would that be okay? Yeah. Shall we say 7.30ish? Okay, thanks. No worries. Can have proper chat as not had the chance. Thank you. It's late, isn't it? Yeah, very. Wish she had done this earlier, because I'd have just gone in and spoken to her. Yeah, not been given opportunity and naughty to leave till tomorrow's. Messes with your head a bit to be told that at this time. Would have sounded more reasonable if had done it earlier, which is why I wonder if it's come from higher up, as she usually finishes at four. Anyway, we'll chat later. Yeah, try not to worry too much. At end of the day, there's been no common factors in any of it, and a lot of other people involved. I know, I think everyone worked tirelessly, and don't see how any of that could be questioned. I imagine she may want to know why I had triplets back the next day, and why I had baby Q sat. But there are reasons for that, and wouldn't have prevented me from being part of Resus. Yeah. Perhaps she waited so long to ring, as was waiting to see if could find cover. If was that bothered, could always work herself. That's true. Around the same time, Lucy Letby was also messaging a doctor that she'd become close to via Facebook. We've been referring to him on the podcast as Dr A, and as you'll hear, she was voicing the same worries about being asked not to come into work that night. The messages start with Lucy Letby at around 5.41pm. Arian just phoned, telling me not to come in tonight and do days instead. I asked if there was a problem, and she said no, just trying to protect me a bit and we can have a chat about it tomorrow. But now I'm worried. Please don't worry. I'm expecting the same conversation tomorrow. As the medical lead for Thurs slash Fry, I'm expecting they'll want to chat. I can't do this job if it's going to be like this. My head is a mess. Why is she ringing at this time? There must be a problem. Lucy, you did nothing wrong at all. It is an odd time to ring but you've had a rough few days and a good manager would realise that. There is no problem. I suspect my head is in about the same place. The management was appropriate and your recognition of an unwell baby was spot on. The care delivered was quick and accurate. I can't fault anything with your delivery of care to either baby last week. If there was anything, I would have said so. Arianne knows you. Has there ever been a reason for you not to trust her? I can't talk about this now. Sorry, that was rude. Felt completely overwhelmed and panicked for a minute. We all worked tirelessly and did everything possible. I don't see how anyone can question that. E has always been very supportive. No, it wasn't rude. It was unexpected, and that's never nice. Okay now? I'm having a meltdown, but think that's what I need to do. Anyway. I'll be okay. You have enough on your plate, too. When I said it was unexpected, I meant the phone call. There isn't anything to question. You've already done what anybody with neonatal knowledge would do. Look at the situation, 
look at the intervention and look at the response. You didn't give any drugs that haven't been checked or made by anyone else. You didn't delay any treatment and your suggestions were all perfectly appropriate. There is nothing that could have been done differently. E was a good manager when I was here last time. There isn't a high staff turnover, which suggests the unit is well run. There is nothing to be gained by not addressing how your staff have been hit by an event. You didn't look well sat. Maybe that was noticed. It's just hit me a bit, as was an unexpected call. If she had phoned earlier, I wouldn't have worried. So these messages were all taking place on June the 27th. Lucy Letby then worked a series of dacious. The messages between herself and Dr A continued and the following conversation took place from around 1am on July the 6th. You need to keep this to yourself. The meeting this afternoon looked at everything with baby O and baby P from birth onwards. We reviewed everything. Room, slash meds, slash medical reviews and actions. We looked at all documentation. If you've any doubt about how good you are at your job, stop now. The documentation was perfect. Everybody commented about the appropriateness of your request for a review of baby O following vomit. There is absolutely nothing for you to worry about. Please don't. There are going to be some recommendations based on staffing slash kit. E had nothing but good things to say about you. Okay, I really appreciate you telling me. It won't go any further. I was one member of a huge team effort, but you know I've been carrying the worry of the what if I wasn't enough. It's reassuring to hear that it doesn't appear that anything could have been done differently or that I didn't act on or do something I should have. Thank you. I was invited to attend because SB and A thought it was good consultant preparation for me. There were a few questions which were easy to answer. I felt proud for both of us. That's good to hear. I'm glad you've had positive feedback too. You were fantastic. It was an awful situation, but I wouldn't have wanted anyone else to be there. I now feel confident that we did absolutely everything, and it's reassuring to know that the documentation reflects that. There was a liver capsule hemorrhage in baby O. It's not considered by SB and A to be significant. There will be an inquest. We may have to attend. Would he have died from that? I don't think so. He collapsed. The liver on the first x-ray looked normal and looked abnormal on the second x-ray. But CPR was needed for something. It doesn't explain why liver changed appearance. Okay. I wouldn't have wanted anyone else but you to be looking after baby O or baby P. We do work well together. Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. After this, Lucy Letby had a number of days off. On July the 15th, an email was sent to all the nurses on the neonatal unit letting them know that as part of an external review, nurses would be subject to individual clinical supervision. In the email, Mrs Powell explained the supervisions would start with staff who'd been involved in many of the acute events, and she said for that reason Lucy Letby had agreed to be the first to undergo the supervision. The email goes on to say, This is not meant to be a blame or a competency issue, but a way forward to ensure our practice is safe. Later that same day, Lucy Letby messaged her friend and colleague who we can't name on WhatsApp again. They've been voiced by actors and begin with Lucy Letby. I've done a timeline of this year. Fab, and how quite a few babies weren't compatible with life anyway. I wonder if midwives get this amount of stillbirths. Yeah, and some went off within hours slash on handover. Yep. Or were already acutely unwell when I took over. Exactly. And put that when baby Q went off, no other staff able to care for him, etc. Not like all behaving fantastically till right into shift. Hoping to get as much info together as possible. If they have nothing or minimal on me, they'll look silly, not me. Four days later, the jury heard Lucy Letby was no longer working on the ward. She'd started work in the patient experience team on July the 19th, and then just over a month later she was moved to a department called Risk and Patient Safety. An email sent by Mrs Powell to staff around 2.20pm on the 9th of August offered opportunities for secondments, and it mentioned Lucy Letby's move. The email immediately prompted more messages between Lucy Letby and the same nursing colleague. Bloody hell, fuming. I'm in email and makes it sound like my choice. Really? Yeah, they've been able to facilitate me going for three months. Around a month later, on September the 1st, the court was told Lucy Letby attended a review meeting with her union rep. And on September the 7th, she put in a formal grievance against the hospital. So Liz, the court's had a bit of time off for Easter, but the jury are now back in court. The prosecution has now outlined their case in relation to the 17 babies who they say were harmed or murdered by Lucy Letby. But we know they've got a few more days of evidence left to present before they can close their case. Once this happens, the defence team led by Ben Myers KC will outline why they say Lucy Letby is not responsible for any of the murders and attempted murders of these babies. Liz, you'll be back in court as usual. Yes, I'll be back in court sitting alongside Kim. As usual, you can read my reports in the mail and on Mail Plus, and we'll be back with the podcast next week. The podcast has now had well over a million downloads, and as we said last week, we're just so grateful you're following our reporting of this trial. So keep listening, share, and please give us a five-star rating. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lucy Letby Trial, or send us an email at thetrialoflucyletby at gmail.com. 
See you then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our hit series, Everything I Know About Me, is back for a brand new season. And this time, our guest needs no introduction. I'm coming to find me, Darren! But here's one anyway. Hi, I'm Gemma Collins, and this is everything I know about me. If you think you know all about Gemma Collins, think again, because this is the GC as you've never heard her before. It's been exhausting. Unashamed. And I was really heartbroken because I was pregnant and he was having an affair. Unfiltered. I have had an operation as well years ago. I have a designer vagina. Yeah, baby. I don't have camel toe. Unbelievable. And then they advised me, you need to have a termination. And, uh, yeah, I remember that being really stressful. Everything I Know About Me with Gemma Collins is out this Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.